Thank you for joining us today. As Associate Pastor Paul shares the Word of God, our prayer is that your life will be touched by the Spirit of Almighty God and constant, powerful truths that can be applied to your everyday life. Let's join Associate Pastor Paul with today's message. I want to welcome you to the first part of a series that we're doing entitled Making God's House Stronger. Our vision for this year is found in Job, and it says that the righteous keep moving forward. Those with clean hands, they become stronger and stronger. That's the vision that we have for this year. And we're going to be talking about in this series about the vision of this house and the role that we play in the vision of this house. What is the vision of God's house? You know, let's just, from a biblical perspective, from a proper theological approach, how is God wanting the New Testament church to function and operate? Well, the vision of God's house is the vision that the Holy Spirit has birthed in the heart of the lead pastor. That's the vision of God's house. Now, as we look back in the Old Testament, and even through the New Testament, here's how God works. God will always pick a person, he will give them a word, and he will send them to bring healing to the world. Think about it for a minute. Moses, God picked a person, he gave him a word, deliverer, and he led God's people out of the captivity of Egypt. Think about John Wesley, he was methodical in all he did. God gave him a word. He started a Methodist movement, and it brought reformation to our country. Great things happened. God took Jesus, his son. He gave him a word, Savior, and he brought salvation to the world. We can go on and on and on, but church, God always picks a person, an individual person, and he infuses them with direction from his Holy Spirit, he raises them up to be a leader to guide and direct God's people. With that calling comes a mission. And that mission is the mission of that local body and that local church. So I guess the question that I want to present for our church in 2017 is this. Knowing that God is wanting Christian Ministries Church to become stronger and stronger, what role will you, as an individual of that body, play in that overall vision? For each one of us here, from the youngest to the oldest, we're here. We all believe that none of us are here by accident in this life. We believe that God is a God of purpose. God is a God of vision. God is a God who has a reason and a direction for everything that he does. So there's no mistake or accident that you are here in this body at this time in your life. And I really want to motivate our members this year to get plugged in like you never have been plugged in before. To get activated and begin to walk in the calling, the giftings, the talents, the abilities that God has given you. Now, I don't know if you've ever really given a lot of contemplation to this, but I, I certainly have. Have you ever considered how far faithfulness can take you? I mean, just being faithful to what God 
has put in front of you each and every day. You know, I've heard it said before that 80% of success is just showing up. I mean, just, just showing up. Those of you who are employers in here tonight, I mean, one of the key things that has to happen every single day before you can even begin to fulfill what you want to accomplish for work is your employees have to show up. They got to be there and they got to be a part. Show me a person who has accomplished something great and you'll find a person who has been faithful at something. God honors and moves through faithfulness. See, so many people think that God commits to talent and ability. God does not commit to talent and ability. Now, the world will commit to talent and ability. Coaches will commit to talent and ability. The, 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 the pop culture will commit to talent and ability. Hollywood will commit to talent and ability. But see, God commits to faithfulness, and God commits to character. God has created you as an individual, unique. Everybody in here looks different, praise God. It's, a, it's the variety of life, I love it. Everybody in here has different personalities, different shapes, different sizes, different giftings, different callings. Every single one of us in here are very uniquely made. And because we are very uniquely made, we have a very unique position and place that we play in the church. You know, I think it would probably be very easy as our church grows and we begin to expand like God is doing and we begin to look around and, you know, from my perspective, I see people sitting all over this auditorium. There's people in the front. There's people in the back. There's people scattered all over the different places. And I think it would be real easy for, for you as an individual to come and sit down and say, this is a really big place, and I really don't really have a very significant role to play here. But I want you to know something. When you're not here, you're missed. You know, on Sunday morning, you know, we have new people coming, but I love seeing the regular members. I depend on you. Uh, Y'all know what I'm talking about? You look forward to seeing certain people that you know coming through the door because of what they bring to this body, the important role that they play in this body. The local church, God's house, is the outlet that the Holy Spirit uses to train and equip people for the work of the ministry. That's what God's house is all about. And you are called to be trained and to be equipped for the work of the ministry. Now, when we think about the work of the ministry, a lot of people get caught up on preaching, teaching, leading worship. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the five-fold ministry. I'm talking about the ministry of the saints of God's house. Your ministry is not only inside the walls of this building, but so much of your ministry is outside the walls of this building in the restaurant with the waiter or the waitress, in line at Walmart, at the auto mechanic store. I mean, wherever you go and whatever you do, your ministry is called right there in that place. Now, what God does is God places leadership in our lives. And I'm grateful for the mentors and the leaders that God has placed in my life. They've been, they've been so instrumental 
in my development. And God places leadership in our lives to prepare us to fulfill the call that God has placed on our lives. But church, it doesn't matter how thick the anointing is on Sunday morning, how powerful the worship may be, how, how moving the Holy Spirit may be moving over our church. If you are not plugged in and activated, it doesn't matter. You know, I think about my iPhone that I'm using right up here tonight as a, just as a timer. And I think about when I bought my iPhone. And, you know, you have to go through a setup process. There's an activation that must take place. There's an activation fee that must be paid. And then this phone must be plugged in and charged up before it's even ready. Come on, y'all, you see where my analogy's going. See, there's a price to pay, and that price is being faithful here at our body, whether you feel like coming or you don't. And obviously, I'm preaching to the choir tonight because you're here. But whether you feel like coming or you don't, whether it's raining or it's not, whether it's cold or it's not, whether it's wet or it's not, it doesn't matter. I got to be there because I got a price that I'm paying because I'm going somewhere. See, God has taken me in a direction in my life. So you have to be plugged in. You have to be activated. And that's really my challenge and my encouragement to all of our body at whatever level. And boy, we've got so many people that serve and do. And I mean, I, I, I wish I could just go through and thank every one of you individually. If I had time to do it, I would. Because so many people play such a vital role of making Christian ministries what it is. But, you know, God takes us from glory to glory, line upon line, greater to greater, stronger to what? Stronger. See, and that's what God wants to do in our lives. I think when we get to the point that we've arrived and we put our life in neutral, that's when we cease to grow. That's when we begin to come weak. You know, the church is incredible. I mean, God birthing the church in the New Testament. What an incredible organism the church is. The church isn't a company. The church isn't a corporation. The church isn't a business. The church is a living, breathing organism. And the church is amazing in what all it can accomplish and what all it can do. I just begin to write down a few things that the Bible says the local church is and does. Listen to this. Acts 19, 39, we're a holy assembly. 1 Peter 2, 5, a spiritual house. 1 Timothy 3, 15, the pillar of God. 1 Peter 5, 2, we're the flock of God. Revelation 21, 2, the bride of Christ. You know, the local church, it keeps you in victory. Jesus saves you. Jesus sets you free. But the local church is what trains you and grows you into being the leaders and the ministers that God's called us to be. <clears throat> we learn foundational truths of our faith in the Word in church. We learn about character. We learn about stability. We learn about faithfulness in church. We discover our gifts and our talents in church. 
We establish relationships with other believers that sharpen us and grow us and keep us grounded. We learn to respect and follow God-called leadership that's placed in our life. It's where our faith in God is matured. It's where we learn to seek God. It's where we learn to pray. It's where we learn to submit. It's where we learn to humble ourselves. It's where we learn to appreciate our country and honor our flag and appreciate our military. It's where we learn the power of forgiveness. Boy, that's an important lesson to learn. It's where we raise our children. It's where our kids are trained in the things of God. It's where we witness God's power. It's where we witness God's presence. It's the place that we connect with our spiritual family. In church, I could go on and on and on. I had to stop writing things down because I had other things I needed to preach about tonight. But you know, isn't it amazing what all the local church accomplishes in our lives? Hebrews 11:7 says this, It was by faith that Noah built the ark to save his family from the flood. The church is an ark, and it saves us from the world and the influence of the world overcoming us, the floodwaters of our culture, the thoughts of our current culture, influencing us and watering down our influence and causing us to become people of compromise. See, the church protects us. The church is a place that shelters us. A church is a place that is a greenhouse that grows us. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, people perish. Now, vision in your life is so vital. It's absolutely necessary to have vision. If you lose vision, you will stop moving forward. See, if you don't have vision, you don't have any reason to get up in the morning. But if you have vision, you're excited about getting up in the morning. You know, my alarm went off this morning, and about 6.50, I popped up out of bed, and man, I, I had so many things that I wanted to do, and so much that I had on my heart, I was ready to go. But if you don't have vision, I'll sleep in. I don't really feel like doing anything. I don't really have anything to accomplish today. No, vision is what moves you forward. And being plugged in and activated keeps the flow of that vision coming into your life. See what I'm saying? My phone will only charge as long as it's plugged in. Once it is unplugged, it will only last so long. And then it has to be plugged back in to get recharged. And see, people don't understand and they don't realize, and they think, they think that, you know, well, I can go another week. But how many of y'all have ever let your battery on your phone run down? Now, I don't let the battery on my phone run down. That's not my personality type. My phone is at 100% almost all the time. That's me. Because I'm not ever going to get anywhere that my phone runs down, and I don't run my gas out of truck either. My, my truck out of gas either. It's always filled up because I'm not going to run out of gas. King James Version says this about Proverbs. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. In other words, when you have no vision, you have no guidance, and you have no direction. And when you have no guidance and you have no direction, you get off track. Marriages get off track. 
Young people get off track. Businesses get off track. Our thinking gets off track. Our hearts get off track. In other words, if you have no guidance and you have no vision, then you're going to find yourself in really big trouble. And we've all seen it happen to some of our friends. We've seen people start out strong in church. But then, you know, they say, ah, oh, you know, I don't, Wednesday night, I don't really feel like going. I'm tired. I got off late. I'm in my work clothes. I don't need, you know, you know, we'll all stay home tonight. We, we've been so busy this week. We'll watch a movie and we'll have family time together on church night. But, you know, I'm not here to be legalistic on anybody, but here's what I know about the flesh. You give it an inch, it'll take a mile. And before you know it, it won't be one Wednesday night a month, it'll be two. And then it'll be three. And then you'll skip a Sunday. And then it'll be two Sundays. And before you know it, you're a milk toast, watered-down Christian who isn't doing anything for Christ. We all know it's true because we've seen it happen to people that we know, and we've even had to fight it within our own selves because the flesh wants to do what the flesh wants to do. I love Pastor David talking about the flesh. Pretty much any time David gets up here, he's going to talk about the deeds of the flesh because we recognize the power of the flesh. And the only way you overcome it is you must be connected with the vision. And here's the great thing. CMC, it oozes vision. Oozes vision. If you've been here for any time at all, you just look at the growth that has happened on this campus. I mean, I, I've been here for a long time. I mean, people set coffee cups on my head. They think I'm furniture. I've been here that long. I have seen so many things happen in our church. It's exciting. We used to have a couple of buildings, and one person could handle everything here as far as the maintenance and the cleaning and all of that. I mean, Mike runs around like a chicken with his head cut off, and he's got two other people helping him. And we can't keep up with all that we have to do because of what God is doing because of vision. Vision, vision, vision. The focus of this series is to make God's house stronger. And understanding this, to effectively make God's house stronger, you have to become stronger. Because God's house, if you look around, we don't have pews, we have seats. And those individual seats require individual people sitting in those individual seats to accomplish what God has for Christian ministries to accomplish in 2017. For you to become stronger, you have to be plugged in. Now I want you to notice how that complements other, each other. The church gets stronger as we get stronger, and we get stronger, the church gets stronger. They complement each other. Anything that interrupts that flow in your life must be removed. Seriously. Any distraction or anything that interrupts that flow in your life must be removed. It's a stumbling block to your growth. See, many people miss out on the blessings of God's house because they're not a part of God's house. I've, I've talked to people, church. I've, I've met lots of really godly people who love Jesus. And I've heard this several times over the years. Well, Paul, I, you know, I I'm, I'm just don't like being a part of organized religion. I love Jesus, 
I, I serve Jesus, but I'm just not going to be a part of organized religion. Now, what they're really saying is, if they were honest, is I don't want to have to deal with people. That's really what they're saying. Because if you're going to be a part of the body, you're going to have to be connected with people, and you're going to get the good, the bad, and the ugly. <clears throat> and if you watch any Josie Wells, you know that was a great show. We don't need to pray for God to change people in our church. And I encourage you, if that's your prayer, you know, God, change them. Please change them. Proverbs 14.4 says this, Where there are no oxen, the stable stays clean, but much increase is by the strength of an ox. And God wants you and me to be ox people. Now, you got a lot of ox in your stall or in your barn. You better watch where you step. Now, if there's none in it, it's going to be clean. But guess what? There's no productivity going on. There's nothing happening. See, if we are going to accomplish what God wants to accomplish, we're going to have to be the church. And we're going to have to bring people to God's house and get other people, look here, activated and plugged in so that they too can fulfill the mission that God has for them to fulfill in their lives. God wants us to be people that are being used by him. So our prayer should be, God bless our leadership, God bless our staff, God bless our church, and God, please give me the grace to grow, to change, to accept people, and to love them where they are how they are. And that takes mature, godly, spiritual people to do that. Do you want to know how you become a mature, godly, spiritual person? You get plugged into God's house. You know, I truly believe that there really are so many life lessons that can be learned no other way but in church. You know, I grew up, and I, I, I wished I was in church more than what I was. And just a little bit of my testimony, um, when, I, when I was really young, my parents had us in church. You know, when I was just a, a child, uh, we were involved in the Methodist church, and my dad was actually really involved in the men's Sunday school, and um, my mom was involved in some women's ministry in the church, but... My parents weren't committed members of church, and, and slowly the focus of life and making a living and raising kids and doing their thing and hobbies became a focus more than being in God's house. And so our family, as a result of not having vision that was being pumped into them, like we get here, and boy, I tell you what, well, you, you know, I'm biased, obviously, to brag on our church, and it's kind of not really a, probably appropriate for me to do that being on staff, but I love our church. I, I would rather listen to David Pate preach than I would anybody, and I, I got all kinds of podcasts that I listen to, and you know, I've got good internet connection. I can listen to any 
preacher or teacher that I want to listen to, I'd rather listen to David and I would listen to anybody. I mean, I, I think David is just as good as anybody out there. I love our church. And it's sad that so many people are missing out on what we have here. And we say that's right, but if we really agree that it's sad, then we got to begin to do our part to make our church stronger. We've got to invite people to church. And that's one of the big challenges that I want to present to our church in 2017. You know, I think anytime you do anything for very long, you can fall into a habit and a routine. And habit and routines are great. You know, I don't have to re-remember every morning how to tie my shoe, and that's awesome. <laughs> that would kind of be a drag. I'd probably go to Velcro. But, you know, <clears throat> habit and routine, it's good, but it's a double-edged sword. Because on one thing, we get into a habit and a routine of coming and doing, but on the other side, we can get in a habit or routine of coming and doing. And I, I really want to challenge all of us to break out of a comfort zone area maybe that we have become comfortable with. And man, I got my seat and I got my place and I got my little circle of friends because that's so easy to do. But I want to tell you something. When God created your heart, he knew what he was doing. And God put a lot of room in there. Way more room than you could possibly imagine that you could have. And there's a lot of room for a lot of more people to be in the love chamber of your heart. And so I want to encourage Christian Ministries Church in 2017 to begin to invite people to come. I mean, if you're on the job, give them a little note with the address and your phone number. Man, come to church with me Sunday. I'd love to have you. It'd be great. You would love it. It's that easy. We don't have to be weird. We don't have to be hokey. We don't have to break out in Shandak. I mean, you know, we don't have to do that. We can just be people who invite other people to come to church. Well, Paul, I don't, you know, I don't have a, I don't know how to preach. I don't, I don't know how to teach people. I, I don't know how to talk to people. You don't have to. We'll do that. You bring them here. We'll get up here and talk. You don't have to get up and talk. Now, if you want to, that's great. I'm not saying don't. If you've got something to say, man, say it. Start a Bible study. Disciple people. Break out of the routine of what you're doing. And let's make Christian ministries way stronger in 2017 than it was in 2016. You know, we, we, go, we grow to where we want to go. So look around this building. Now that we have expanded and grown, there's a lot of seats. But you grow to where you want to go. A farmer doesn't go and start planting seeds in the ground for wheat, for example. And then, after all of it starts growing, he says, shoot! I need to build a barn. No, the farmer builds the barn. The barn is built to the size of the harvest that he wants to have. Are you hearing me? Look at the size of the harvest. And God says that you need to pray 
that God will stir the hearts of people so that they will go into the harvest and bring people into my house. Because this is where people are going to hear about Jesus. They're going to hear about and experience the power of God in this place. I'm excited about what I'm going to be talking about in the next three sessions. I want to close tonight with a poem and a challenge. Listen to this. It's called The Tillerman. The husband of all the earth, the skies, the lands, the seas, spoke to the north, south, east, and west with bold authority. My only son whom I have loved has brought a gift for me, and as he unwrapped his precious prize, I looked so I could see. A tiny plot of land that's worth the greatest price he paid on earth. There inside my dear son's hand, I looked upon this piece of land. A barren field, an empty place. It's full of stumps and weeds and waste. I will need a volunteer to come and work this land of mine. A tillerman to dig and plant and water when it's time. Silence fell across the lands, the skies and all the seas. No hand was raised, no voice was heard, just silence from his plea. From across the world there came a voice, still young but strong. I'll till the soil, I'll work this lot as if it were my own. He dug his hands into the soil. Day and night he toiled and toiled. With faith and love and hope as seeds, he spent his life to plant these trees. A bud, a blade, a stem, a tree. The field was growing beautifully. A tree stands upon this place, a tree whose roots are true. You see, the empty field was I, and the tillerman was you. There are all kinds of hearts that need seeds sown into them in our world. And they're all around us. Our job as disciples is to get them in here. Our job as the leadership of the staff is to teach and to train and to cause their minds to be renewed to the things of God. And then they, in turn, will be activated and go and do the same. Church, I am so excited about what God is going to be doing in our church. God is stirring America. We're about to have an incredible moment, even this week, happen in our country because God is stirring America. And I pray that God is stirring your heart, too, for all that God is going to do in 2017 because God is about to make our country great again and God is going to make our church stronger and stronger and stronger. Amen? We hope that you have been blessed, encouraged, and motivated by today's message. If you are interested in more messages by the pastors at CM Church, please log on to our website at www.cmchurch.com and click on our podcast link. You can also purchase series and other messages at our online store. Thank you.